0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Hi, and welcome to our latest sports podcast. Broadcasting from coast to coast today, Jim Bozinski traveling back to his alma mater Penn State to give a couple of talks. Jim has have have you have you chatted with students yet? No, I'm actually outside
0: of Lancaster PA I'm with my sister. I do that early next week.
1: Oh, oh I thought you were okay. I, I thought you were doing it today.
0: Figured I, oh, I have family well, here they're all they're all in the area so I figured I would come visit them first, which was nice since my flight got delayed to Harrisburg by three hours I didn't get in till two in the morning. So talking to students, I would have been a big man today.
1: I mean, you officially have the worst luck in the world with flights. Somehow, <laughs> somehow something goes terribly wrong every time you get on a oh plane. Boy,
0: Especially when you get a connection. If it's a nonstop, but when you get a connection from Washington to Harrisburg, and they, they take your plane and send that one to Toronto, and then you're waiting for three hours, and then you get on the plane – and we're ready to take off and one of the lights don't work and they won't take off unless all the lights are working. Literally they're there for another forty minutes with them fixing a light that has nothing to do with the plane flying. And, you know, passengers are ready to riot I think at that stage. <laughs> but I'm here and it's lovely to be in Lancaster
1: County, home of the Amish. Home of the Amish. Well at least you didn't fly to Indiana where this week yes. they've obviously Uh, Things have changed in Indiana considerably for LGBT people yesterday. As many of you know, the governor signed a bill legalizing the discrimination of LGBT people based on, and anyone really, based on religion. And that could be in housing, that could be in employment, that could be in... Uh, public services. It could be you could have any as long as you have a moral religious issue with LGBT people. You can legally discriminate against them in Indiana now. And the big question is what to do next, Jim. The the LGBT Sports Coalition and a bunch of other people are calling for future major sporting events to pull out of the state. Gen Con has already said that they will move their convention. Do you think that is a right way to go to to try to convince these businesses and events to leave the state?
0: Oh, well, absolutely. And I was traveling all yesterday. I was keeping up. Sid was doing a great job of writing a lot of stories about the issues, including a petition to move the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, you got to hit them where it hurts with money. And if you're going to have a state that basically says it is legal for them to discriminate against anybody based on their religious beliefs, well, these The places like NCAA, the NFL, and all the sporting events should not be doing business in the state of Indiana. I mean, the Colts aren't going to move, obviously, but the NFL Combine's there. Um, they have the Big Ten Championship game next year's Women's Final Four. This year's Final Four is next week. Absolutely. I mean, the NFL's been kind of silent in this, and you can talk about it more because you've been in contact with them, but when Arizona had a smaller bill pending... The NFL came out against it. From what I've seen so far, they've been kind of quiet on it. Can you give any more background on what you know about the NFL and the pressures coming to bear?
1: Well, first, I'll give people a little more info about this law because there are other states that have similar laws, some kind of religious freedom laws. Um, I was talking to Fred Sands from HRC today and he said that this is the most insidious one that this is the worst one that's yet been passed and it's much like the Arizona law where it's just a blanket across the board open door to discrimination and you know you could sit here and try to uh, request that Companies and events boycott every state with anti-gay laws, and and then at Massachusetts would essentially have to host everything because every every state has some kind of bad law. This one is just particularly egregious, particularly mean-spirited, particularly nasty, and that's why this one's getting so much attention. Uh, you know, I was what's crazy is I was at the NFL annual meeting earlier this week, and just didn't put two and two together while I was talking to Greg Aiello on Tuesday morning. And then as I'm driving home, I'm thinking, why did I not ask him about the combine in Indiana? I just forgot. So they didn't have a comment for me on Wednesday. I reached back out to them yesterday. They haven't written back because, you know, I think they've had other issues to deal with uh, with the, the NFL annual meeting. There are lots of problems um, that the NFL is trying to address. This one just wasn't on the radar. I'm sure that my email to Greg Aiello and Brian McCarthy at the NFL was the first time they had heard of this. So I think you have to give the NFL a few days to sit back and 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 analyze the situation. But a lot, you know, a lot of people are asking that they move the the NFL the scouting combine, and I hope they do.
0: Well, and I think what's interesting, there's been, I mean, there's been media on sites like Deadspin, Pro Football Talk, which are two very huge websites that are asking why the NFL has been quiet. So they're going to have to say something. Now, I think they're probably hoping, I guess, they're probably hoping someone files a suit against this thing and it's somehow struck down. But for now, it's law, and it'll stay law until it is either ruled unconstitutional. But I think the things people are confused about is, it allows you to say, basically, I have a religious objection to X, and so therefore I don't want to do Y, like bake a wedding cake, or do whatever. It has nothing to do with people in churches. I mean, no one's ever, no gay person has ever said a church should be forced to marry someone, but this is about public accommodations, and it's so broad that if you're a Jewish business owner, you can say, I have a problem with Muslims or Christians or something, so... From what I understand, reading the bill, it is so broad-based that you don't even have to prove an actual discrimination, just this idea that it's against your beliefs. So it makes it pretty insidious in that way. It's pretty far-reaching that pretty much anybody for any reason could say something, and then it's the burden is upon the person who's, you know who's been denied the service to then file some action and you know try to fight it that
1: way. But that's why it's pretty insidious. Well, and by the way, if you want to call in the chat about this, you can call 347-945-7834. Again, Fred from HRC explained to me that this isn't something where you can just file a lawsuit and challenge the constitutionality of the law. You have to bring a case. Somebody has to uh-huh, be injured. Somebody has to be discriminated against, and then they can bring a case. This isn't something where you can just you know ask for an injunction that, that – you you need a case, so and right now, obviously the bill was passed yesterday. They don't have a case yet, so it'll be interesting to see if this law does get used, uh, and 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 what does come up, because I'm I'm sure that there are plenty of lawyers just waiting for somebody to be discriminated against and and to come forward. And you could have but, a, ca- yep. a case where I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say and, and and so the idea of the NFL kind of waiting and seeing, that's that's not going to happen. It's going to be days, weeks, months. It's going to be months before there could even potentially be a case. It's not going to happen anytime soon and you know, if they're going to move the NFL combine, they're, you know, I I don't know how many contracts they've signed or what have you or what out clauses they have for those contracts, but you know there there are other options. I mean, I was just at the the veteran combine in Phoenix, and while this while the rookie combine is twice as many players, they they could host it in Phoenix. They could you know maybe do it in Detroit, and you could probably get rooms in Detroit for about five dollars and seventy nine cents. Mm-hmm. So there are other options. So it'll be curious to see what they do with this. And the NCAA probably
0: has maybe even more going on because they have the women's Final Four next year. They have uh, the Big Ten Championship. And already there's a petition on change.org to get rid of the Big Ten Championship game from Indianapolis. And at last count, how many signatures is it up to?
1: He's got over 4,000 signatures now. And is he getting, other than Outsports, is he getting attention for this? Have you seen? Everybody's picking it up from Outsports. So I think a couple of the places have mentioned it or they've retweeted us. Um, but but yeah, it's it's largely from the story that we wrote. But it's interesting too that if there's
0: no case because no one could prove, you know, this could be one of those laws that's never quote unquote enforced. You know, then how do you prove you were discriminated against? That's the hard part too. How do you know if you're a gay couple that you were denied? You know, it, that's the interesting part, that how will someone find a case to actually file? So the NFL may have to deal with this because there may not be, an e- like you said, there may not be an easy out of, oh, there's an injunction, and therefore it's on hold right now. So we'll wait for the court process to work. But if there's no court process, at some point they're going to have to decide about this combine and
1: what message they're sending. Because the NCAA has already issued a statement, I believe, right? Yeah, the NCAA said um, they're concerned and they're looking into it. Uh, but, but you know, some of the, some people, well, we had a column by a gay rowing coach, Charlie Sullivan, on Outsports, mm-hmm. advocating that the NCAA move next weekend's Final Four. And he got very angry with me on Facebook because they kept telling him, Charlie, this is a waste of energy and time. It's make not going to happen. Out touch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Well, sure, they can move it to Ann Arbor that that will never happen. <laughs> yeah, well, no, what no. if there was what if the what if the roof caved in at Lucas Oil Stadium? All right, well, if that happened, they'd find a way, but there's no chance as long as that building is sound that they are going to move that event. Oh, it's not going to happen. Well, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So that that was a little step part of it was silly, but next year's women's final four like you said, there could be contractual things. I read about Gen Con, and apparently they they have a contract through twenty twenty so I'm not sure if they're allowed to move or what they would what they would pay to break the contract but if this is the only thing that'll get this to change would be enough economic pressure because I think the moral pressure is not going to work because they've obviously heard all that and they passed it but if if people start boycotting the state of Indiana um, you know that that would that might be the one thing that changes it. And, you know, I don't know what the Supreme Court ruling, if it will have any effect at all on these things, which is that all this stuff is done in anticipation of the Supreme Court likely upholding gay marriage nationwide. This is the out to say, well, okay, this is our answer to that. These are these religious objection
1: clauses. Yeah, well, I, yeah, it's, uh, there, there's always out to contracts. And at the end of the day, all these all these sporting organizations have to take this seriously and have to try to figure out what what to do about this? I mean, what to how to tackle this? Because this issue is not going to go away, and it doesn't doesn't look good for a league, particularly in in the NFL's case, for a league to have Michael Sam not in the league, and then to you know continue to go to Indianapolis for for this scouting combine. And the NCAA, I mean, they can say, well, we've ensured that no one will be discriminated against. That they can't ensure that. And besides, it's the principle of it. Josh Dixon. Yeah, exactly. the, the, later this summer, he, he's a gay gymnast, and 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 they're having the PNG Championships in Indianapolis in August. And he said it's gonna, it it's on my mind. It's it's it makes me feel uncomfortable just
0: going there. Well, I mean, there's been precedent for this. The NFL objected to the Arizona bill before it came law, and when Arizona did not hold, didn't honor Martin Luther King's birthday for a long time, they didn't have the Super Bowl during those years. So they've taken stands before, so they're going to have to say something. They can't be quiet on this because it would make them look incredibly hypocritical that somehow this is not different from the Arizona law. I mean, it's, it was, it's just as bad, so you can't be against the Arizona law and then this one sort of not take a stand. So I'm certain they'll say something, but they're probably, like you said, it's it's so new that they're waiting to see kind of maybe how everything kind of settles down. but. Um so that ties in with Michael Sam, right? That you know you have a gay player on the Colts who under this law could be denied
1: services anywhere. Well, the team could simply refuse to have him because he's gay. And and, and I don't think that the the league they'd be breaking league rules, but they wouldn't be breaking um they wouldn't be breaking state yeah. rules. It is amazing that this stuff is what taking
0: is, is what is passing for legislation this day. But this is the this is the big wave, and this is this has happened. How many states are now even considering this? I know several have dropped it in a good way because um, they probably were told yeah, well, it's, and, not, and, it's and,
1: not constitutional. and 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 you and you bring up the the right way to think here is what's next. You know, we got caught flat footed on Indiana. A lot of people obviously were aware of what was going on, but but many of us in the sports world just weren't paying attention to it. And next up is Georgia, where they have the the Chick-fil-A Bowl or the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, whatever it's called. And in two years, they're supposed to have a national college football semifinal game in Georgia. How is that? I mean, if they if they pass this law, how how do we how do we use sports? How do we use the NCA and other sporting events? to stop that law from passing? How do we get ahead of it instead of having to play catch-up?
0: Well, I think the way to get ahead of it is to sort of if you can show in Indiana that there are economic consequences to this, and sports talk bigger than anything. I mean, there might be a business, you know, clearly if a business with a lot of employees moved from the state, that would have a huge impact. But the idea of the Big Ten, if they announce they're moving the Big Ten championship game to, you know, pick a place, Detroit, for example, that would have a huge Everyone would know that it would be a big deal. People would talk about it more than a business moving. So, I think if anything, <clears throat> putting pressure on saying there'll be consequences if you pass these things. You could pass them, but
1: prepare for your
0: state to be known as
1: you know the hate state. Yeah, and I, I you know, it's, there are certainly some of these organizations that can't absorb the cost of breaking contracts. But you know who can? The NFL. The NFL has yes. has the resources to break. Any contract that it wants to, so it it will be very interesting to see what happens with the NFL in particular, and the NCA as well because they're based there. Um, but you, again, USA Gymnastics and USA Diving, and there's a there's a big soccer tournament that they're thinking about having there next next summer. So it's it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of these. But I'm going to pay particular attention to the NFL just because they can pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah, and
0: the combine, you could hold that anywhere. I mean, you just need a stadium. I mean, there's there's stadiums all over the country you can easily hold a combine in. And if the NFL is looking to move to L.A. in 2016, which everybody seems to be thinking is as close to a done deal as we've had in 20 years, wouldn't that be a perfect time to introduce football back to L.A. by having a combine there in February? Have a combine in the Rose Bowl in February?
1: You can't. You you need an indoor stadium, you need a roof. You cannot have. You can't have it outside. Then do it in Phoenix. So you know, do it in but you're looking at Phoenix. You're looking at Detroit. You're looking at uh, New Orleans. Um, you know, there are. You're looking at Houston. There are a bunch of places, and of course, Texas is, is considering one of these laws as well. So they do have options. They don't have to stay in Indianapolis, though. Being in Indianapolis, it's very, very, very convenient. The hotels are right there. Everything is. Right there. It's really easy to do, but, you know, sometimes the right thing to do isn't the easy thing to do.
0: Yeah, so Doug, you're going to be in Indianapolis for the Final Four. Do you want to talk about the panel that uh, our good friend Coach Anthony Nicodemo, is he running it? No, is he
1: on it? no I don't want to talk about it. You don't? Okay. Because they haven't announced it yet. <laughs> oh, well, all right, well, <laughs> I would, I, sorry, I thought it was... Oh, well, what I $5. will I talk was, about what i will talk about what i will talk about is uh you know trying to figure out what we should do while we're in indianapolis to to have an impact and there are a couple of things one is that i'm i'm going to be asking i'm going to be telling every business that i that i attempt to engage whether it's a receptionist at a front desk or a host at a restaurant or a taxi driver i'm going to tell them that i'm gay and is that okay with them and if it's not or if if they hesitate beyond a a quick. Um, why is he asking me that question? Then, then I'm just not going to engage them with my with my business. But you know, on the flip side of it, we want to reward good businesses. And there's a, a an ale a brew house called Scotty's Brew House right downtown, a couple of blocks from Lucas Oil Stadium. And the owner yesterday, as the bill was being signed, wrote this long open letter saying that he's he he loves God and Jesus and. He's a born-again, baptized Christian, but, you know, everyone is welcome into his business. He doesn't understand why this law is being signed. All he wants is good employees and good customers, and he doesn't, everybody's life is their own business, and everybody's welcome in his business. And so um, so a bunch of us are going to go Friday night, next Friday night for the Final Four at 7 o'clock. We're going to go to Scotty's brew house. It's at 1 Virginia Avenue, uh, and we're going to go and spend our money there and thank the owner for taking the position.
0: Well, I love the idea that he says nobody's been hurt by this. That the idea that Christians are discriminated against is just absurd on the face of it in this country. So that, that's that's why I find funny about these laws why is this even needed? And so people like Scotty, you know, that that's that's the people that's what I think you may be seeing. You may be seeing business putting up signs that are basically saying we welcome everyone or something. It may actually help yeah. their bottom line. But someone suggested the opposite, that if you have a problem, you should put up a sign saying, we refuse the right to serve gay people, then see how long their business stays open if that happens.
1: so Yeah, I hear that, just that the, the image of signs saying no gays allowed, I I, I don't know. Meaning, I don't oh, think so that would ever happen. Say... My,
0: point, my point being that you know, no one would ever do that, obviously, because <laughs> if you're a smart business person, but – it with I think the idea that it's a concept that you know, if you're going to discriminate, at least let everybody know ahead of time, and that way you can steer clear of that business. But
1: well, I was talking to, to again Fred from HRC earlier today, and 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 he was telling me that in in Georgia, somebody I had had somebody said, okay, well, I believe you that you're not. It was a Republican. I believe you that you're not trying to discriminate against gay people, so let's just put right in there, right in the law, that this is not to be intended to discriminate against gay people and discriminating against gay people is not allowed. He got the committee to vote for the amendment 9 to 8 and then sponsor the bill, tabled the bill, yep. because, of course, that is exactly what he's trying to do.
0: Yeah, I think the same thing um, happened in Alabama. I don't know if they passed it, so –
1: Alabama. Yeah, I don't know. And, and Arkansas is voting on a similar bill today. In fact, I believe it passed. So that'll go to the governor. Um, tough to engage the sports world in a fight in Arkansas just because so little happens in Arkansas. But again, Scotty's Brewhouse in Indianapolis, seven o'clock next Friday. Come join us. Anthony Nicodem will be there and Derek Shell, and a bunch of others. I'm going to try to get a bunch a big crowd out there. Uh, back to the NFL, I was at the NFL Veteran Combine this past weekend. Michael Sam was there and he performed. And it was interesting, you know, before I before I get into it, I'd love to hear Jim, I don't know if you if you followed it all, but just from from not seeing anything and just from the from the reaction uh that you saw in the media and what have you, what was your impression of how Michael did? Uh he did not do well. That's the impression. That it and, was and, simply
0: and, yeah. he underperformed um and just didn't seem like he was ready for it, and that's the impression I got from reading other
1: accounts of people at the combine, yeah, and what's interesting is so you know I was there and and talking to a lot of people, and as soon as he ran the the forty um you know i'm i am i am no expert at clocking people running the forty, but I had a a five point eight i no, i'm sorry a four point eight for him. And a scout from one of the teams that I was chatting with had a 4.94, And the NFL announced that he did a 5-1. And we're like, what? <laughs> That's, you, you, how could that be? How do you get it that far off? And what happened is the NFL changed the system that they use to time the runners from what they do with the rookie combine. And so everyone's times were absolutely atrocious. Felix Jones ran a 4 8 and uh, this guy who has been this guy who uh, came there just to prove how fast he was, he's been running four threes. As he's been practicing, you know, getting ready for the con- the vet combine, he ran a four five. And everyone scratched their head. Well, the NFL admitted that they changed. Of course, they didn't say this very publicly. They used a different timing system, and that to compare these times to rookie combine times, you should subtract point one to point two seconds.
0: So did you know that? Yes, I had heard that there was dispute over the over the timing. But they people still said he didn't perform well. Even accounting for the timing. Well I'm just mean, telling you what that, you ask my perceptions, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's what yeah. I've no, been I, reading it, it, from people. So Yeah, the timing because yeah, somebody yeah. said basically yeah, that it was simply that he just didn't seem as, as ready as he was for the combine last year and that good
1: luck in Canada. It's funny because again, I would talk. Uh, I didn't see many people talk to people who were there that said that. I saw TMZ quoted agents who who were who were not there who said he was a disaster. They quoted two agents that said he was a disaster, but agents weren't allowed there, so they were quoting people who who weren't even there. So I mean, my impression and the impression of everyone that I talked to was. He was about what he was at the uh, at the at the rookie combine. Maybe he looked a little more loose this time around. Um, just lo- watching the drills, he looked more fluid to me. He was getting around the corner really quickly. He was moving his feet well. So, and that that was the impression of other people. Tom Pelissero from the USA Today said, "Yeah, he he looked better." And then, yeah, so it was funny to see some some people in the media saying the complete opposite because everyone that I talked to was there, media and scouts said, yeah, he was either as good as the the rookie combine or better. But the the story being spun out, that he was worse.
0: Except I have to say there really wasn't that much about it. I mean, the consensus seemed to be that almost, I think only two people have been signed from the veteran combine. Yeah. The consensus seemed to be almost none of these guys really are going to, probably wind up in the nfl so it wasn't that michael was actually singled out and i discounted i discounted anonymous quotes saying it was a disaster but you know people who put their names to it basically just said you know it didn't he, they weren't as impressed but it wasn't like they thought he sucked or anything um yeah. but what's interesting we have a couple minutes left he had said some stuff at a, a thing in dallas yesterday, and i know it's getting a buzz on my twitter feed about the number of gay athletes in the nfl um i assume i don't know if you've written about that yet or but you know that there are but what's interesting is you have you read what he said last night yeah there's a lot of gazing
1: Um,
0: what's maddening about it and this is just like you never really know how many people he's talking about the same thing you know like is he talking about single digits double digits you know it's it's really sort of Obviously, he's not going to be specific, which I don't blame him, but it's kind of like it's tantalizing because you really don't know how many people have reached out to him. Is he, you know, two people or 20? And, you know, his point was there are others. I am not the only one. There are other gay people in the NFL, and, you know, they hope at some point maybe they can do what I did.
1: Yeah, well it's I, I, I don't I'm glad he didn't off, doesn't offer any specifics because anytime he offers specifics I mean if you remember what Brendan and I in Bedejo oh, when yeah. he said I know I know he essentially said I know four NFL players who are all talking about coming out together and it became an absolute firestorm. And so I'm glad up, Michael absolutely. hasn't And he made it up. So I'm glad Michael hasn't said numbers, said positions he said there are some 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 famous players but other than that there's there's been absolutely no indication of of anything beyond what we already know and that is there are gay players in the NFL yeah i'm glad he's
0: saying
1: that yeah i'm glad i'm glad they're reaching out to him and, and hopefully to one another to cuz you know even though I, I want them very much to come out if they're not going to i still want them to have some kind of a support structure there for themselves
0: Well, we will have a nice story early next week on a high school football player who's coming out. And I can't remember we had a high school football player before while active. We've had college
1: people, Connor and Mitch Eby. High school, yeah. There's a kid last year who who was he played mostly basketball, but he played football as well. Okay. But it's 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 not many. It's not many. We just had. I don't know if you saw because you've been traveling, but there's this this former Ohio State wrestler who's a national champion just came out today. No, how old? He was he last um, he last he last wrestled for them uh, in 2010. So he's oh, it's yeah, so fairly recent. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, good yeah. for him. But the it, open, how, did he, what, how did he come out? I mean, was he on, did media interview or what's the? No, it was yeah, it was an article in the Open Mat, Akeel Patterson who we both know is a wrestler oh, got at really? Maryland we've written about it a couple times um he's been he's been working with the kid and um and you know over the last couple of years and Aquil told me through through lots of beers and tears and and so with the Open Mat which is a wrestling uh, publication uh, they 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 did a story on him, which is which is great i mean they really captured the struggle the internal struggle that that he's obviously been through so uh check that out on the Open Mat and, uh, and yeah, so yet another one. It's It's been a quiet year for athletes coming out, actually. So maybe we'll get a, a run of them here.
0: And you know, people like the high school football player. He's, he's fun, and he also was bullied, and so he has a good story behind it.
1: Yeah, and we've got more coming. Again, uh, I'll be at the final four gyms at Penn State. If you want to say hi to Jim, track him down uh Penn State early next State. week. Um, but that's all the time we have this week. We will be back next. Actually, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it next week because I'll be on, on a plane. Anyhow, um, we will well, talk about it. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get you from Indianapolis one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it'll be Friday. All right, we'll talk to you then.